Hello and welcome to episode three of the Level Up Latina podcast. Episode three came to be from questions and topics that were sent in by you, the listener, which brings us to the topic of getting comfortable with the uncomfortable. This week, we are discussing getting out of our comfort zones, whether that means being comfortable in your own skin, that can be in the bedroom, that can be in a bathing suit, uh, or if it means getting comfortable asking for help when necessary, not an easy skill, but has to happen. Or if that means embracing being uncomfortable when you're conflicting in personalities and being different, whether that's in business or relationships. Once again, you're listening to Vero, Ceci, and Irene, and we are Level Up Latina. So yeah, guys, with a couple of topics that you guys sent in and suggestions or things you guys wanted us to talk about, one of them was personality differences. And a lot of uh, this can actually apply to different aspects of our life. It could be personality differences within your coworkers, within your team that you work with on a daily basis. It could be with relationships, your partner. Uh, it could be your boyfriend, your husband, your girlfriend. Um, even within your family, I believe that also um, kind of exists, preventing us from either moving on to new things or agreeing on doing certain things that it's for the better of everyone or for yourself. Uh, I think personality differences definitely affect um, our, our daily our daily routines or our, our, it affects our lives um, and how we function. For this particular topic, when this came to us, I thought what was interesting is the reason that it's uncomfortable to have personality differences is because obviously we're all not going to be the same. And in working with different people, you really have to learn how to work together. And in being in a relationship, in any kind of relationship, a business relationship, an intimate relationship, or even with friends, we know that as co-founders of Level Up Latina, that we're going to bring different strengths and weaknesses to the dynamic. And a lot of times our strengths and weaknesses can be a part of our actual personalities. So who we innately are. So for me, uh, when I was thinking about this topic and how it can be uncomfortable to be different. I thought a lot about the work that we do in my office. Every time we hire someone, we have them do a personality test. So for a while, we were using strength finders to figure out what everybody's top five strengths were. Strength finders, if those of you who have used it are familiar with it, it sort of gives you five different spaces of a person, like five different ways of being. You can be an influencer. You can be an executor. Um, one of them is funny because it's like a kind of like a cheerleader. Obviously, I have a lot of strengths in that space for me personally. If you know me. Um, so some people on our team, they're more harmonious and organized, and they are not going to jump to resolve conflict, while other people on the team are really great with resolving conflict because they sort of deal direct, and it's more their personality. So that's one of the areas in my professional life where we really embraced having um, different personalities. But at first, we had to figure out what those were. What the heck are they? What makes us different? We all even love each other differently and want to be loved differently. For me, my love languages are I like quality time and I like when people give me gifts. My husband likes physical <laughs> touch and he likes acts of service. We are completely showing love in different ways. And that's a personality difference, too. So it's uncomfortable at first because if he's not giving me gifts, I'm thinking like he doesn't love me. Right. If a holiday yeah. comes around. My love language, my personality is telling me like, hey, well, that's that's how I I view love or that's how I feel love. But we had to learn those kind of quirks about each other. So, you know, in business, it can be tests that you take professionally, like strength finders and love. It can be books that you read to really explore what your personality is, what your upbringing was. You know, a lot of us have different personalities because of our upbringing. Yeah, I think, um, for example, also with a, with a, with your couple, for example, or even with your people you work with. Some people like for me, I have a really laid back vibe. Uh, doesn't mean that I don't get things done. It's just the way I work and I function kind of gives you more of that sense of a little laid back, kind of more of a, yeah, we're going to handle it. Very calm, cool, collected vibe. And 
not that I don't necessarily need structure. I do follow structure, but for me, I just work a little bit, just a little bit different. Um, and then you have the people that are very structured by the book. This is how things are. So for example, when, in our, in my relationship, my boyfriend, he's very structured and I'm kind of off that. Like I'm the completely, we're like at the opposite ends of the spectrum, super structured compared to more of a little bit laid back. And when it comes to things at the house, you know, there's uh, our, our relationship kind of meshes right in the middle in the sense of personality. When we get together, like we're just, we do great together, but in the way we handle life and situations are very, very different. And that's where you kind of have to mesh in. And it's like, okay, Mm -hmm. I work this way. You work that way. Let's come in the middle and like have this middle ground, which actually balances out because, um, it provide it provides that openness, but just a little, that discipline as well, or that that little bit of a structure to keep us kind of going in the right direction. Or one of the things that first came up to me when I was thinking about personality differences was that my husband's very patient. I'm very impatient, and neither one is good or bad. But sometimes patience can be seen as the better virtue. But funny enough, he'll tell people all the time, like, "Thank goodness for my wife." Because she has this urgency. She has, she has this ability to push us to get things done. She's made me be more like, no, you know, we're moving towards the next thing. What is that next thing? But then I, I have to, and through the years, I've realized, thank goodness for my husband, because he's made me so patient. He's made me calmer. Like he's actually, his personality has rubbed off on me. I've rubbed off on him. And if you meet in the middle, his patience becomes a thing that isn't like, a negative in his life because he can mm-hmm. be too patient and things don't work out and he's okay. And he'll wait, you know, he'll actually maybe not wait and he'll put more urgency behind things or me. I can be a little more tolerant if things aren't moving fast <laughs> and if it aren't a well-oiled machine. So it's funny if in, in couples and in business, if you start to really appreciate those differences in other people, which may rub you the wrong way, but mm-hmm. if you start to appreciate them and accept them for what they are, they can actually be good for your personality to have that balance. When we started talking about this topic, um, I, something came to mind, you know, a conversation that I had a few years ago with um, a male attorney. Um, now, you guys all know um, the, the law profession is um, very male dominated. And this person told me that I needed to be more aggressive, um, you know, mm. in court and dealing with opposing counsel that I just needed. I wasn't aggressive enough. So, you know, I kind of started to self doubt myself, like, am I in the right job? Am I, you know, practicing mm-hmm. the, the correct type of law? Should I be looking at something else? Um, you know, because going, going into the profession, you know, you see all these movies about like, you know, lawyers in the courtroom and they're super aggressive and, you know, not taking no for an answer, things of that nature. So I started to kind of, um, second guess my choices in, into practicing the law that I was doing. And again, you know, it's a male dominated profession and men in general are just tend to be more aggressive, but that's not my, that's not my, you know, my personality. So I kind of sat down Mm -hmm. and started to think about, you know, the job that I was doing, the people that I was dealing with and the relationships that I had with opposing counsel and just saw that, you know, being, being civil with each other without the aggression Mm -hmm. worked for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't have to come off as a bitch, you know, to the opposing counsel. Mm -hmm. I, I could just, Mm -hmm. you know, get whatever I need needed from them or, you know, have a a civil conversation in court before a hearing. And I was able to settle cases successfully without that aggression. But it took me a while to kind of realize that like, you know, that's not, that's not me. Like I'm not that type of type of lawyer. Um, you know, that I needed to, to assert aggression the same way that my, my male counterparts do. 
So if you're in a male dominated profession, just know that you, you don't need to, you know, assert that aggression or think like, okay, I need to like man up because that's not you. And if it's not, if it's not in your nature, that's okay. So, you know, whatever is working for you, think about it and, and just do, do what do you and do what works for you. What I think is really good about what you said, Sissy, is that you're going to play to your strengths. And that's critically important to play to your strengths. And that's why understanding people's personalities is so important because in my environment, if I were to look at my staff and my work relationships, I'm definitely more of the aggressive type and I'm not Mm -hmm. male, you know, but I can be the more aggressive type. And I can sometimes see that my staff will look to me to say, can you have this conversation or um, we're going to need you to be the way that you are more assertive, maybe more direct because I'm struggling with that. And that's right. okay. And right. in some cases, there's some people where I'm like, they're not going to do well with my personality and the way I may come across. So I'll say to another member of the team who might have a different approach, can you have this conversation? So it's almost like knowing your strength is really good or knowing your personality differences is really good because then you can almost play to those strengths and people can tackle what they're innately good at. So Ceci, me knowing you, I know you're not aggressive and someone <laughs> telling you to be aggressive, that's got to be conflicting. Of course, you'd think, am I in the right career? Like, I can't, I can't be aggressive like them or like the men. Um, But you don't have to be you find your way to play to your strengths. um, And there's got to always be a solution. It doesn't aggression isn't the one way, the only way, right? Right. There's got to be a solution to come to terms with anything. Um, So may not be in your personality, but you can find a, a solution. Right, but then right. it's like what you also think about the, you, everything you mentioned about it being a male dominated industry or, or kind of a, a profession. A lot of it was male dominated because the women didn't enter the workforce until fairly mm-hmm. recently, you could say. Right. Mm-hmm. And right. now we're establishing new ways of doing business. Like, hey, if this worked for you, maybe for this amount of time, just because men were the only ones in that specific um, area or aspect of business or profession. But now we're here and we're figuring out there's new ways to do it. And maybe I'm not aggressive, but I'm assertive. I might not, mm-hmm. you know, the way I deliver my message is not the same way, but this is how I can handle it. And, and right. they mm-hmm. figure out, oh, look, it does work with us coming into the workforce with women. We're changing this, the way things get done. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. And, and more along the lines of like, you know, the, the job that I was doing, um, you know, second guessing, whatnot, but you know, years, la- years later, when I was still, you know, getting successful settlements, I, I told myself like, no, you're doing the right thing. You're, you know, following the, the career that you chose. And, you know, Irene mentioned how it's our personalities that, that differ. And then you know what your strengths are. So one of my strengths that I, it, you know, took me some time to figure out and then realize that what I had was, um, talking to clients like the stubborn clients that weren't agreeing to settlements, um, <laughs> things like that. Right. So, so I, it, it came to a point that even like the partners would come like, Sassy, can you please come t- talk to so-and-so, you know, um, about the, about the settlement. So, uh, that was my strength for me, like getting clients to agree and understand what the settlement entailed. So I love that. So it seems like you can get to success being you. You can get to success understanding that there are things that are just not you, that maybe you'll get that support from someone else because they have opposing strengths or personality traits. Or maybe like Vittle said, you won't have anyone to turn to. So you have to get (laughs) uncomfortable and you have to deal with what's uncomfortable. And sometimes you're just going to really clash with people and things are not a right fit. It can be a relationship. It can be a friendship. 
Sometimes it's personalities are just so off that that friendship will naturally come to an end or that business relationship won't last as long as you hope that business relationship would last. And I think the biggest thing from that is that's okay because not all people are going to be in relationships and in business forever. And mm-hmm. if it's your personality that clash, own it, move forward, and that's okay. Embrace it. You don't have to change you. Yeah, that's my long-winded way of saying yeah. be you at the end of the day. Yeah. Be who you are brought on this earth to be. Everybody has their special strengths. We're all going to get to the end game. The way we're going to get to the end game, maybe someone's more patient. Maybe someone's more aggressive. Maybe someone's more assertive. I love that Vero used the word assertive in uh, recognizing Ceci's strengths. I think you are a great people person, Ceci. So, of course, that's going to come across. that Folks that couldn't make up their mind, once you're talking to them, and if you make them feel how you make me feel as a friend, you probably made them feel really comfortable with just making a decision and trusting you and it's okay. And you have this way to make people feel good. And that's a wonderful strength. And that's a part of your personality. And no wonder they would call you over and say, can you talk to these people? So they cannot be so stubborn. So there's something about about you that really worked with those personalities. So it's just one of those things we're going to have to be uncomfortable uh, as we level up. (laughs) Right. Yeah. How about we talk a little bit about self-love? Yes, let's get to the other, <laughs> getting comfortable with being uncomfortable in your own skin, as our listener put it. So it's really knowing you and what's good for you in the sense of like, how do, are you comfortable um, presenting who you are to the world? Mm-hmm. Now, um, why is that such a big deal? I mean, obviously, we're, we're bombarded with different kind of images, constantly social media, you know, it's like everything at the tip of your, like the Every image is like at the tip of your fingers, um, mm-hmm. accessible where you can constantly be judging yourself. You can't go to bed without seeing that last image of like, oh my God, that person's living this perfect, you know, vac- they're on vacation. They're living this perfect life. They live, they look perfect. They, they just live this amazing life and you feel like you don't have it. It's, I think with that, with the self-love comes like, who cares? Like a, a lot of the, <laughs> um, and it, I don't like when people say zero Fs, you know, zero that like, I don't know. I don't care. I gave zero Fs about what people have to say. I'm like, you know what? Mm. You should care. You should care. We all because, care. We all yeah, care. We, all we, all care. Care. we do care. You know, is uh, <laughs> we should care. We all care. And it's like, okay, well, d- take a moment to be like, okay, I care. But why does someone else's opinion of me or what someone else is trying to impose onto me? Why does it matter? I'm, we're not all the same and we have to embrace our differences, but mm-hmm. try to fix and focus on the things that are going to make you better. What I want to do is maybe find a way to just be happy within myself. You know, what if I'm trying mm-hmm. to you know work, work every day that I can to get to a comfortable place where I'm fine, not where you're mm-hmm. expecting me to live in this, you know, I don't know, crazy position where I'm the CEO of a great company and making lots and lots and lots of money. What if that's not my, my own dream? So in the sense of self-love, it's like you start being like, you know what, forget what everyone else is expecting of you. Let me do what makes me happy. That could be a different, that could look differently to every single person. To me, um, as long as I'm living every day to the fullest and I feel that what I'm doing for myself, if it's, you know, if it's being able to accomplish a work day with a little bit of self-love and self-care or having that time to be with my children. Um, that to me is what happiness looks like. And that's what I'm good with. Being comfortable with living the life that you want, not the life that others are expecting you to live in a sense. 
that's what makes you feel uncomfortable, I think, when it's like expectations of other people and the pressure of society. Like you said, you're looking at social media and suddenly social media can be a bad thing because it makes you feel bad about yourself. That's going to maybe make you uncomfortable. Well, the self-love part is, well, then get comfortable with recognizing that that is not you. Mm -hmm. You are you. We just talked about personality strength. And the same goes with your body. I mean, your body is your body. And thank God it is here and we're alive and we're breathing and it could be worse off. I try to keep it in perspective when it comes to like being comfortable in my own skin, as our listener put it. Like, you know, I have all of my limbs. I can right. see, I can hear. Like when you really put it in perspective, it's like, how dare I? And don't get me wrong. I'm just like a typical woman who can sit there and nitpick every part of my body. But as I've evolved and grown as an individual and realized, you know what? It, it's my body and it is what it is. And it's beautiful. It's a balance like everything else. I think it's keeping it in perspective is important and it'll bring self-love to keep in perspective that you're blessed to have this body and then just do the things that you naturally need to, to take care of yourself from within. And that's mind, body, and soul. That's your mindset too. So you can be uncomfortable for a little while while you're trying to build your mind and your yeah. body and all those mm -hmm. great things. Um, or you're looking, like you said, Vettel outward at expectations of other people and that that is no good for us because that stress that it puts on our lives and makes us uncomfortable in our own skin when we're feeling that outside pressure to be different. Women have all these hangups, right? All these hangups. And then you some, sometimes find that it's like your issues with your partner are because you're self-conscious about yeah. you and your partner. Yeah. And a lot of times your partner not the one making you feel that way. A lot yeah. of times like we're so blessed to have partners that think we're beautiful at any stage of our lives. Stage, you know, I, right. I knocked out two kids that were nine and a half pounds back to back and I wasn't feeling hot. And my husband said I was hot and I've been in the best shape of my life and still doubting and still working hard. And he's like, you're hot, you know, no matter what, he yeah. always thought I was beautiful, but I had to do the work funny enough because I never have believed him or anyone. Right. Until I felt beautiful from within, then it really mattered. It's like, you know what? I am hot. I do look good. I love, I love my body and I love how I look, but that's taken a lot of work. And a lot of affirmation from me, not from my mom, who I'll never be thin enough or fat enough. <laughs> <laughs> because that's Mexican moms. That's Mexican moms. I'm either I'm either starving or I'm I have to go on a diet. It's like no in between. But Veto, you spoke exactly. about that. Like the pressures from the outside world, not just social media, but your family. Yeah. But stay uncomfortable. If you know you're in a good place and you know you're loving yourself from within, then you know if your mom thinks that you need to eat more or you need to eat less like that's her perspective or if social media is telling you you need to be a size blah 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 and you're not that social media's perspective it doesn't have to be yours it's a process it's slowly being accepting little by little okay like this is where I, this is what i ideally see my life being like and that you envision it right and it's like okay you slowly and you, you take the steps towards where you feel you want to you want to be. And it's going to take time. And there's going to be all this self-doubt. You're going to wonder like, am I doing the right thing? Am I sure that I'm doing this, that I want to do this? And slowly but surely, if that's really where you want to go, or that's where you want to be in your mind, within your within yourself, um, where, wherever it is, like, you will slowly, it's a, it's a, it's a process. And it's especially a process to stop being mean to yourself. Yep. Or doubting yeah. yourself. Um, it's more of a, okay, this is who I am. Okay. And then this is where I want to be. Well, what am I going to do to change it? And it's not mm -hmm. going to happen overnight. And that's the thing where we're not patient in, mm -hmm. with ourselves when it comes to that. Right. We're just like, no, mm -hmm. we're so mean to ourselves. It's like, I should be here. Well, okay. Well, what do you need to do to get there? And we want to just jump to the results without putting in the work. 
And, mm-hmm. and it's not easy. It's not going to be easy at all. I mean, em- embrace, embrace your differences, embrace your body. Irene mentioned earlier, like, you know, having, having children changes your body. I, I know it did for me. You think a year ago, I was like, looking we were going on a vacation and I was thinking like what what bathing suit you know it's always like oh my god what am I gonna wear like I'm not the same size that I was before having children I, I can't wear a bikini uh so what I ordered a one piece and um I put it on black you know because I didn't you know I didn't want like the attention or I just you know I just wanted to be, mm-hmm. feel comfortable mm-hmm. but you know my husband he's like Chula you look hot like in that Mm-hmm. bathing suit so just that boosted up my confidence and i you know you know what yeah like we we can wear like a hot one piece why not like what we don't have to resort to like the or work you know work out <laughs> and try to like fit into that bikini because you know what like no, yeah. our bodies change so embrace that and you know mm-hmm. i feel good i'm like i'm not gonna be this young again ever again and i'm gonna mm-hmm. withhold myself from Right. Feeling this mm-hmm. right now at the moment. Mm-hmm. So I would do it. I would do it. And my, I remember my sister telling me, he's like, Veronica, pero tienes pancita. And I'm like, I'm always going to have pancita. <laughs> That's who I am. And plus, yeah. I love to eat, you know? So what I'm like, if I want to be able to do it, I'm like, this is the time because it's probably going to get worse when I'm older. I won't be able to move. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, pues no, 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 you know? So no, no that's what I was like, better. wear. For me, I was always like, I'm going to wear the two piece. I don't care. But good for you. you know, no sé, maybe I should have had some shame, but I had no shame. No, no, <laughs> no shame. Love for your me, body. I think I've I've gotten more comfortable with being sexy because I'm getting older. And I think like, you know what? I love being in my thirties. I should have been mm-hmm. half naked in my twenties. I wasn't half naked enough in my twenties, you guys. <laughs> so it's like we were so hard on ourselves back then. And we were so mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, I I didn't have too many hangups like in college, thank goodness, but like after college when I started to realize like all the pressures of being female. I think like all my late twenties when I was having kids suddenly just play this trick on me. But now in my thirties, I'm like, no, like you're right, Vettel. It maybe it's gonna get worse. Maybe I'm not gonna like the way my body changes uh in the next decade. So I better milk it now and so I better not be frumpy and feel good about whatever curves I have or don't have or whatever's lifted where it should be or not. Let's just get out there. And, and I think it also helps my relationship with my husband, my intimate relationship with my husband. That could be, I don't know, maybe wearing lingerie for you, not for him. Maybe it makes you feel sexy. So mm-hmm. do it. I'm, I think I think your husband mm-hmm. will like it. But maybe yeah, there's play along. You, yeah. Right? He could play along. Don't right? join but you, maybe girl. Don't join like, you. For real, no, but whatever it may be, like embracing, like, hey, you know what? I think this is hot and this makes me feel sexy. And, and what that could be, I'm never going to not wear heels to the office. Like they make me feel sexy and they make me feel comfortable. So it can be these simple little things that you bring into your life to be good for you. And I love how Vettel's like, I don't care. Pancita, I don't care. I'm going to wear the bathing suit. (laughs) It makes me feel good. Yeah. So I think that's like the biggest part about being uncomfortable. Like I think. The uncomfortable part is when people are almost look to you and may think, who does she think she is? I'm sure we've all gotten that or, oh, yeah. oh my mm. God, like, wow, you're just putting it all out there. Or, um, shouldn't you be dressed more conservatively or sh- shouldn't you pose differently? And it's like, no, yeah. I'm totally comfortable I'm with this. <laughs> yes, I'm fine. No, I'm not going to cover it up or slouch down or who am I to dim my light for you to feel comfortable? And I think that's being uncomfortable in that will ultimately be good for you and your mental health. And you probably did look really good in that bathing suit. I didn't get to see you, Ceci, but I'm sure you did, girl. I'll send I'm you sure a you rocked that. I love it. I can't I'll send wait. you a picture. You know and she guys, felt good because she took a picture in it. You know she felt good. Yes. She, she felt great. I think I Summer's do. I, coming. I, yeah, it was from last year's um, trip to Mexico, so I'm sure there's pictures 
I'll send them your I, way. I think I can think of a time when I sent you guys a photo of me and like this little negligee thing. Y'all remember that photo that I sent you guys once and I was feeling myself. I was feeling yeah. myself. Oh, yeah. That was that was more for me and less for my husband. It was more for me and my friends. I have yeah. my own album. I have in my own album of Irene's feeling myself pictures. I love it. <laughs> no, I was like, you're no, right, listen. girl. Yes. It's a lot of work though, Vettel, right? It's a lot yes, of work because we is. think, you know, we have to go against what society tells us as moms. Like moms can't be sexy. Oh, I know. Right yeah, this is yeah. this is rough. This is rough because I go through my closet now. I'm like, I have so much stuff. I'm trying to make space for more things that the kids need, that the kids have. Well, mm-hmm. the kids don't need it, but they have it, right? They got it. So it's like, okay, well, let me take this out. Maybe this. And I start going through my old clothes and I'm like, oh my God, am I going to be able to wear this as a mom? Can I? I'm like, yes. you know what? I'm still a person. Yes. Okay. Yes. I am still a person. And yes, if I want to show my cleavage, I will. If I want to show it, más pierna que tiene, you know, like do it. And no se termina la vida because tú enseña. No todo, pero sí enseña lo que puedas. And just really, <laughs> gosh, like, off, girl. It, yes, we change and we grow, but it doesn't mean that there's these parts of us we shouldn't tr- shut off and turn off. And right. um, as we grow, we just, we, we, we have that opportunity to just be better versions of us. And yeah. if it means a little bit plumper, if it means a little bit rounder, if it means a little bit like more fit. Hey, embrace it. And if, the, if in that situation, you're not happy, you slowly change it you know, yep. but embrace, embrace it and be, be good with you. Like be kind to yourself. So with the next topic, I think it's like where, where we're trying to decide, okay, embracing you and now the stuff love it's um asking for help is a big, big problem. Mm-hmm. I think amongst us and especially among women that we want to portray this strong character, the strong persona that we're like, okay, I don't need anybody's help. Um, I know for a fact, for me, it's really hard to ask for it just because I'm like, I feel like I can do everything. And if I rather do it, yeah. because I could do it better than it, you know, better than the person I asked to do it. Um, for me, I think my life has changed a little bit in the last year and a half, two years, let's say, and becoming a mom. And now I'm at home and I feel like, yes, I can handle being home. I can handle being with my two kids. I can handle managing this household in the sense of like keeping it in order and cleaning and cooking and and it's hard. Okay. And I, first off, want to give props to moms that work and manage mm-hmm. the household because as it is just taking, being home is a job. It, there's, it's nonstop. Um, yes. so as soon as I had my first, when I had Gali, um, within a couple of months, I start. I, I had time to be home and just really reflect and think. And I'm like, Oh my God, like I really undermined what moms did before this, mm. you know, um, I never, and I thanked, I specifically thanked my sister and I, sp- I thanked my mom. I thanked my, my cuñada. They made it just mm-hmm. seem so easy, um, by handling everything at home where th- I never, I don't think I really heard them complain in a sense. Right. Um, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I don't know how you guys did it with three kids, uh, trying to manage this household, trying to work, trying to do this or handle all these different parts of your life. And making it seem so effortless, uh, everything mm-hmm. you did. And I'm like, thank you so much. And I give you guys, I give you guys so much respect and commend you for everything you've done because I didn't, I really didn't think it was that hard. And then here I am I'm like, Oh my God, I have, I haven't even taken off my PJs. It's noon. Um, I mm-hmm. haven't made lunch. I haven't done this. And I'm like, what do, what do I do? And I start judging myself, but instead of mm-hmm. like, let me ask for help. 
you know, I didn't get a chance to do this. Can you go to the grocery store and make that, do that grocery run? I'm unable to do it. People are willing to help you out. It's just you yep. really be willing to put yourself out there like that. To ask for that help. It's so hard. It's so true because you want to have it all together or whatever that may be. But it's critically important for me. My family can tell if I'm like about to lose my mind. My kids can tell if I'm about to start yelling or my husband knows if I'm in a bad mood and chances are I needed to ask for help like 16 tasks ago because yeah. I'm already <laughs> at my wit's end. Yeah, you're but we all need it. Like we, we're over. Yeah, we're all getting overwhelmed. We're tackling so much. We're like our cup is empty because we're over here filling everybody else's cup. My kids have read this book about your bucket and you have to fill people's bucket. If you're not filling their bucket, then they're running on empty. And when they were growing up, I always talked about the bucket because I really did feel like it was hard to try to hold down a career, hold down three kids, hold down a husband. And it was, there were so many hard years. And so for me, in order to, I would ask my husband for help and he was great about it and always through the years helped more. But I also started to take stuff off my plate. Um, and, and that's also asking for help. So for instance, I told my husband after a, a few years of me being just one of those moms that would always run home and cook a home cooked meal that I was probably going to stop doing that as much as I was doing it before. And he could either take it on, he could start cooking at home, or we needed to start buying some pre-made meals at Trader Joe's. And that's what the kids were going to eat because that was a way of juggling and balancing it. So in a way it was me asking for help, but me also creating boundaries. Right. And that's what you're, that's what you're doing, Veto, when you're saying, you know what, I can't do it all. I need to ask someone else to do this X, Y, and Z, go to the supermarket for me. I need for my own health, for my own mental health, yeah. for my own self love. I need the help. And again, it's so hard to do, but however it's going to look in your life, whether it's redelegating some things, whether it's getting together with your girlfriends and just saying, I need to vent, that's asking for help. Whether it's turning to level up Latina and one of us and kind of coaching through all these things, maybe it's a lack of self love. And so you don't want to ask for help, or maybe it's your personality is so different and you want to take it all on and you don't know how to ask for help because you're so used to being like strong and independent and yeah. taking it all on. That's, you got to turn to somebody or someone or something. It can be books. It can be your religion, but help is a critical piece to surviving life, which life isn't meant to be easy. Life is actually going to be a hard thing. Exactly. So work, you know, it takes a lot to ask other people for help. You know, for me, I, um, I'm a little bit of a perfectionist and even like the transition from me and a legal assistant to an attorney, like I wanted to do like keep everything mm -hmm. on my plate and do everything. And it came to a point where like, I can't do this all. Like, and you know, one of my bosses said like, you need to delegate, like you need to delegate to the staff, like, you know, things that are, you know, are too much for your plate. So th that was really hard for me to, you know, like, no, like I've done this, like I can do it. I can do it. But no, like you have a lot more responsibilities now. So go ahead and delegate to the rest of the staff other tasks that need to be done. Ask your own kids for help. Yes. I'm sure you got the twins. I'm sure oh. you got the twins cleaning up, Sessie. Oh, yes. Yeah. We were doing laundry yeah. today and I took them with me this morning and they were, you know, I told them like put put all this clothes in that in that washer and or that dryer and they were helping and they were loving it. They love to yeah, help. Yeah, they, they're, they're barely walking and talking and they can already yeah. help do the laundry. So yeah. asking for help comes in lots of forms and right. as long as we're doing it. And turn to us, turn to Level Up Latina. You're listening to this stuff and you're thinking, well, how can I? I don't even know how to get started with implementing some of this in my life. Well, you know, send us an email. That's asking for help. DM us. That's asking for help. And we have a lot of great strategies. Yes, yes. Well, for today's takeaways, you know, remember that we all have different personalities embrace those personalities and your strengths um love yourself you know embrace your differences embrace your your body and don't forget to ask for help
That's right. That's right. In fact, tip of the day, because I'd like to give tips for the podcast for today. Veto and I met these amazing women uh, last weekend at a really great self-care conference. And they were all Latinas in the room. And there were Latinas there that had started an app that developed an app that is 100% anonymous. They're not selling your information to anybody. Uh, but this app is anonymous because they want women to go there and ask for help and to get advice and guidance. And I don't know if you've checked out the app yet, Veto, but it's called Find Sisterhood. And the women that started it, uh, they're Latinas. Latinas in tech, which is almost unheard of. And they are running a company with a bunch of Latina women. And it's just great to see that this app is taking off. So today, if yes. you feel like you want to turn to someone with a big problem, you want to share it, you don't know who to turn to, you're embarrassed, it's a tough thing, download that app, Find Sisterhood. I know for a fact they don't ask your email, your name or anything. It's anonymous. And they will share. It's all women sharing kindness and advice on any topic like money, relationships, career. So that's the tip of the day for this podcast. That's awesome. Props to them for creating that app. Yeah, it's really, really good. And and um, and that's all comes to, you know, making sure that you are finding a way to to stay good within yourself. We all need that outlet. So um, check out the app. And thanks again, guys, for check, uh, tuning in and checking out our podcast this week. Remember, make sure to subscribe to our email list and check out our website. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and on Instagram at Level Up Latina. Remember, if you have any additional questions or anything you want us to address or talk about or want to reach out and ask for help, uh, make sure to email us at admin at leveluplatina.com. Also, you can send us a DM through Instagram. Make sure to join us next week for our episode four of the Le Level of Latina podcast. It will be out Wednesdays at noon. So make sure to check us out. Don't forget to level up.